0: Susie Brooks is the past president of Massachusetts ASCD. After 10 years as an elementary teacher, Susie Brooks is now the Director of Instructional Technology for Mashpee Public Schools in Massachusetts. She provides professional development and hands-on workshops for educators at local, regional, and national venues. Her work in blended learning, student engagement, and social media have been featured by EdWeek, NBC, News Education Nation, Instructor Magazine, Intel, ASCD, and the National Education Association. Susie is a Discovery Education Network star, a smart, exemplary educator, a Fable Vision ambassador, and a MassQ Pathfinder. Susie holds a bachelor's from Bridgewater State University and a master's degree in instructional technology from Leslie University.
1: Hello to all of my Massachusetts ASD family and all of our friends. We are super excited to have a dope conversation with one of my friends who I love dearly. She is absolutely amazing, instrumental to me being part of who I am as an educator and a leader uh, in this work. Her name is Susie Brooks. She is going to blow your socks off, you know, in a very sophisticated um and, and, and soft way but she's just like she she uh, her 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 heart's gonna emulate so i'm gonna pause here
0: so that susie you can kind of just introduce stuff to the community
2: So hello. Yeah, I'm Susie and I am here right now at work in Mashpee. I work for the Mashpee public schools and I'm a director of instructional technology. So what I get to do is work with students and teachers and staff and families, especially right now during COVID, trying to get everybody online and getting them into all their programs and making sure everything's working and helping them to integrate and um, just supporting everybody, which is what I do. That's, That's me at my best is being helpful so that's what i've been able to do this year even more so so yep i love it here and uh i'm the past president of massachusetts ascd i've been on the board for almost 12 years now and seen it change and grow and now it's just skyrocketing which is
1: awesome so (laughs) so i know you know because you when, when you are in when you're in the arena you know, with with Susie, like I, for me, she's like, you know, up there with Brene Brown and Oprah. So I know Susie is taking care of not just the Mashpee community. She's taking care of us in in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. She's taking care and supported educators across the globe, you know, and continues to do that work. I know that she has a beautiful family, son, husband, you know, and are taking care of so many people to make sure they're okay. Susie, how are you taking care of yourself?
2: (laughs) Oh, that's a great question. Um, Well, it's funny because I never used to take care of myself at all. Really, I've not put myself before much of anything. And so it was just over a year ago that I had an acute isomic stroke and that was a huge wake up call and for the most part most of you would not be able to tell that i've had a stroke but i can tell every single day that i still um am not back to what i was and in many ways i i shouldn't be because that person tried to do it all and tried to make everybody else happy and didn't put herself first, second, third, anywhere up near the top of the list. And so the stroke forced me to really slow down and step back and make decisions that were really hard for me to say no to things, to um, find parameters of my work day and not let it ooze over into everything, um, to give up even some of my hobbies that I love, but it was just more responsibility and more demand on my time and my energy. So I've I've learned a lot about how to budget what I have more realistically so I'm not overextended. So this answer is a lot different now than it would have been two years ago. Being able to take care of myself now is a necessity and I saw it as a luxury and something that other people get to do before. So um, yeah, it's a little bit different. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm always amazed at, you know, your strength, um, whether or not quiet, but how you have shared your story, you know, um, with many of us. I remember at the MassQ conference, um, you talked uh, about having just gotten out of the hospital or sharing a hospital room with, you know, one of our colleagues, Raina. And I know for me, it gave me such a greater regard, not just for you, but also really thinking about, well, what are the ways that I am also making sure I'm caring for myself? And maybe that's diet, that is exercise. Sometimes that's you know really listening to my body as well and say, okay, is that something that I need to do a, a deeper dive on and, and, and check in with my doctor about because you know, there's only one me, there's only one life. You know, and, and so I'm sure that this is also something that your son and your daughter are, are learning um, from you in this, uh, in, in this, uh, I guess, over the course of the last year or two. Um, what advice uh, has someone given you that you are still holding on to at this time? Mm.
2: Um, people always tell me to take better care of myself. I think that that we're always really good about giving advice or support to others. It's really easy for me to see if someone say, oh my gosh, don't you dare look at your email this weekend or give them some type of support or advice that helps them to take care of themselves. So I know that I've received plenty of advice over the years. And whether or not I listen to it and, um, still is uh, is up to the jury to decide. But I know that um, for me, being able to find the boundaries of where work ends and begins, especially right now with COVID, like we work from the house more often, I have to be accessible sometimes outside of school hours for meetings to help parents because they're busy during the day. But how do I balance now I used to just extend over and do whatever was needed to be done so now it's more about trying to figure out where can I put my all in which is while I'm here and still have something left over for me so for what I've done is basically carved out the weekends and so when the day is done on Friday I put my news out my newsletter goes out at which I love. It's something that I've done that's new since the stroke. And once that goes out, it helps me to transition into the weekend and allows me to kind of put everything aside. Now I still might check my email, but it's mostly just to get rid of the ones that I won't have to attend to when Monday rolls around. So when I get to Monday, I don't have a hundred, I have like 30, (laughs) but um, those weekends, have now become a a respite for me, where before I was just waiting for work to come back around the corner on Monday. I didn't know what to do with myself, but now I'm much better at it. And so there's relaxing and projects and cooking and being lazy and taking naps, which I never ever did. So just having that weekend carved out has made a huge difference for me. Um, so yeah I've given that recommendation to as many people as I can we talk about it a lot here in Mashpee anyway because what we're doing is such a heavy lift and yeah. so taxing on us emotionally and physically that we need that time so we're all trying to give that message to each other like take your weekend it's your weekend you know yeah. it, wow. make it work for you yeah, yeah.
1: So it's, um,
2: it's so easy to say you know? No,
1: it's, it, it's hard. It, it, it's hard because it, when you are wedded to this calling uh, of educating young people or you're supporting families or supporting other educators, you want to make sure you're accessible. You want to make sure you can support, you don't want people to feel like they're out there on their own. But what I've learned in this old adage is, you know, you can't actually, uh, you can't pour from a dry well, you know? And, and so if you don't actually take that time, you know to uh and so for those who don't know you know i get to follow susie i know that there's thousands of others who do but i you know i get to follow her on different social media platforms and i and i was sharing with her before we we started on uh, this chat about you know the that susie is an incredible soul a human being who finds beauty in 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 places of uncertainty and, and Sometimes those places are absolutely amazing, but it's just the way you shape your lens and what you focus on that brings such a boundless amount of joy, I know, for me and others. And sometimes self-care is walking to the a body of water, walking on the beach, you know, um, or, you know, enjoying that in those photos. You could take a hundred of the same thing and finding the one thing you want and knowing like that's your time that's for you and so you know I look forward to how you know those gentle reminders that even though Susie doesn't know like I know you're doing this for yourself that that also reminds me like I need to go outside of my zoom calls outside take a walk take some photos which I love to do as well um enjoy nature spend time with families and the thing that um you know, I want to continue to do a deeper dive on and finding what's my own, you know, what is my own thing that I want to do? Um, I love social media, but sometimes I want to turn it off so that I can just enjoy the bliss of family and loved ones and good eating and cooking. And those are things that I, I, I know are part of a self-care experience, but I don't afford myself. Um,
2: and you do, you need to see, I can very easily tell you what to do. <laughs> but- Really, it really bolsters you for the rest of what you have to do, right. and so you know it makes such a big difference, and and it's so necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to play this back, you know, months and months from now when I fall off the wagon, but because um, <laughs> it's easy oh, to get into fine. new, you know. But
0: you'll be fine.
1: You'll be fine. For for. For those, so Susie, uh, you know, uh, I, I know that many of us are most inspired by you and um, I know that you've experienced your own challenges, uh, you know, in trying to stay the course, you know, stay in the work, you know, doing varying things for for the sake of continuing to serve as an educator and and, and a mom and a wife and, and friend. Um, there are some of us who are really struggling right now and and trying to figure it out. You know, we're asking ourselves questions, COVID being this thing that has um, disrupted everything, right? It's not just about the physical health, it's about so many other things that COVID has created opportunities for innovation where people didn't know that they could be creative. But it's also really created an environment of asking yourself personal questions. And some people are like, I don't know if I'm made for this anymore. I don't know if I'm fit for this, right? I don't, you know, I've gained 20 pounds in COVID weight. You know, i gained a COVID-19 weight. Um, and some, of, some people are really trying to figure out, like, what is my North Star? What is my next thing? Or should I stay with this? What would be some of the advice that you would offer to people who are really asking themselves, you know, questions about where they are, and who they are now?
2: Yeah, you and I talked about how COVID is a bit of a hijacker. I like yeah. that word when you used it. Yeah. And I know that it can be seen as a negative connotation, but in a way I've, I've seen this time frame as an opportunity to slow down like there's not as much to keep up with. I don't have to prepare for trips. I don't have to prepare for going away to conferences or um, the amount of like moving and going and coming. And I would spend usually a good 20 to 30 nights a year in a hotel. And so that's not happening at all just all of that time, everything for me has slowed way down, which gives you a chance to kind of be more reflective, um, to be creative in new ways. Like what am I doing with that time that is different? And some of it is showing up on my weekends, but some of it is showing up in my, like my newsletter that I do every week. Um, That's something that I would never have had the time to do. And now that I've started it, it's brought me back to when I was a teacher and I did a newsletter every Sunday and it was just part of what I loved about teaching. It gave me a chance to look ahead, like what's coming up next and to reflect on what we've been doing. So I think that this whole COVID opportunity has allowed me to, well, I've slowed down anyway because of the stroke, but everybody else has had to slow down as well. Can you hang on one second, honey? Everyone else has had to slow down as well because we just we can't go and do and be everything that we were before just because we're pretty much stuck at home and stuck on here. And so I like it because I'm not moving that fast anymore. So I don't feel like I'm missing out on everything. It's not like you've all took off without me and I'm left behind. So I'm liking the slower pace and feeling a little bit more um, relaxed and laid back. I'm pretty laid back anyway, but more so if you can imagine it.
0: Here we go. So uh, Susie,
1: uh, you said in a, um, in a uh, social media post, what seems insignificant when you have it is important when you need it. Be thankful. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think really captures you know uh, what you just shared in regards to uh, sometimes circumstances and situations slow us down, um, and causes us to have perspective, and it really has you to think about relationships and, and your own health and well being, and saying, okay, you know what, all of this stuff isn't as super important at this point because. I need to just chill. For me, when I chill, I'm. Why I I just finished The Crown, so I just finished The Crown, which is a whole. It's a thing on Netflix. I tell you, but um, I'm also excited when I do (laughs) it. The Crown has been an interesting (laughs) thing, and Queens Gambit has been another. Um, Oh, I loved it. Yes, loved it. Oh, it was phenomenal, 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 phenomenal. Um, I just saw that, um, and, and some people will not know that I actually uh, like video games. Um, and so there is a uh, Miles Morales and uh, Spider-Man. So Spider-Man is now uh, a Puerto Rican uh, from New York, you know, uh, which awesome. is pretty dope. And um, it's a pretty good game, but it's it- historical to see a, a Puerto Rican, uh, you know, um, uh, man become one of our you know illustrious uh, superheroes and so you are revered as a edu adventurer, edu gladiator champion extraordinaire leader in the uh in the global education space and more and i know many of us revere and just honor you because you are just absolutely amazing so my curiosity is what would you or others consider to be your superpower?
2: It, without even having to think about it, I know my superpower is patience. Mm. Um, always, has. sometimes it's sometimes it's my kryptonite too, but for the most part, it is, it is my superpower. I, I have the ability to wait and um, whether that's to wait to speak or to wait while I'm listening, um, to be able to wait while somebody uh, while I'm helping someone and it's taking them longer than it really should to do what they're doing, I have crazy amounts of patience, and I have for my whole life. And I have found that to be a huge superpower because apparently not everybody has patience <laughs> to the same extent that I do. And so where I've been given more of it, I I find that I'm really good about how to use it. Um, so, it, I think that it's it it keeps me on a very even keel. Like I don't get upset if I'm in traffic or if I'm waiting in line. Like no matter what it is, I'm still pretty much just gonna patiently wait my way through it. Doesn't mean I don't get excited for things or I don't get impatient about things that I really am looking forward to. But um, patience with students, patience with dealing with some issues with families or staff or technology oh, gosh yeah. you need a lot of patience technology so um, it it helps me in all even even my photography you were talking about that earlier Um, I'll drive my family crazy because they're not patient but we'll be on a trip (laughs) and I'll see something that I want a picture of and I really don't like people in my pictures I want to have a picture of stuff that looks like nobody else is there but me so I will be patient wait for you know a couple that are taking pictures down by a water fountain and or waterfall and I want them out of there so I will wait and wait and wait so even just to be creative, I can employ my patience. So yeah, it comes in all all areas of my life, and I feel that I'm very lucky to have that superpower.
1: Nice, nice, wow. I, well, I'm gonna need some of that because I'm I, I am I am the one who gets a little nutty in traffic. I'm like, I don't understand why you're on the road. Why are you on the road? And then my mom is like, baby. I could be in that car ahead of you that you are so worried about. Just you get there when you get there, and you'll be okay. And I'm like, okay, mom. <laughs> I'll try. Marker. Oh gosh. Um. Well, Susie, this has been an absolute joy and pleasure, and I love your chair. But um, I am super excited that uh, yes, 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 yes. I'm super excited that the Massachusetts ASCD family and friends of our our wonderful organization will have the opportunity and pleasure to lean in and learn from you again in this wonderful forum. Uh, I am Craig Martin. This is Susie Brooks. Uh, We're so excited to just chat with you. And we want to just wish you a great rest of your day, week. We're holidays coming up, so that'll be great. And I just want to make sure you continue to live your best story all right